Are you hungry for Jesus Christ? Are you thirsty today? Because I don't want another religion in my life. I left religion, I left Islam. I hate it. I just want to be free. I just want to be free. And then something happens to that person, a touch or a breeze or in a form of a wind. I know it is Jesus. Maybe you are sitting here today and you are saying, I need that transformation because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. Now this is the biggest harvest time. This is the revival time for God to come and change everything. Never give up. If this is the only thing you are going to hear today and you are going to turn this off, never give up. Have hope in Jesus Christ. Have always hope and assurance that he will come true in the midst of your struggles. When you are about to say that this is not for me, when you are about to say that I just want to drop everything and run to the other direction, I have to tell you today, don't give up and press on. You know, there were times in my life that in the ministry especially, I never had a doubt in my calling. I just want you to know, this is just the sovereign goodness and mercy of God. I never had a doubt of my salvation. I never had a doubt of Jesus Christ is the only way. Never, never since I came to Jesus Christ from Islam, from the hell that I was living in when I came to Jesus Christ, I had no doubt because you know why? It was day and night difference. But it didn't mean that enemy did not come and try to say something, but every time I had to say, I rebuke you, devil, get out. I cast you out right now. Get behind me, Satan. I know who I serve. I know who my God is because he will come. He will say what he says. Do you think what it is written is the truth? This is how he started in the garden. They knew better, but he comes. But I made a decision. I will never give up. You can knock me down, but you cannot knock me out. And every time I am down, I'm going to get up again. I'm going to bounce back again. This has been, I'm not kidding you, and I'm not saying it to make you think that, oh, wow, how can she do that? I just made up my mind. I purpose it. I brainwash myself. How is that? People talk about a brainwash. I believe a brainwash because faith comes to hearing, hearing the word of God. You brainwash yourself. World is brainwashing you. Media is brainwashing you. They are brainwashing you against the president of the United States of America. They are brainwashing you about this. You believe about someone what they want you to believe. You see that person just the way that they, I am in the media business. Let me tell you. You see them just the way media wants you to see. You go to a movie, you watch a movie, there's a thief there, there's a murderer there, and you vote for that guy. Why? Because from the beginning of the movie, for somehow, they portray they, that guy that he, he, you can justify his crime. It's, it's unbelievable, but this is the secret weapon and sometimes demonic weapon of media. But you know what people do like me? We use media to come against the devil's schemes with the word of God. This is what we do. We use the same thing, same tool for a different cause. But what I do it personally, I brainwash myself. 
That's, that's crazy, maybe you think. No. I read the Word of God. I proclaim the Word of God. And I read it out loud. I listen to it when I am walking, when I am going to the gym. I, I finish entire book of Romans in a few hours while I am on a treadmill. This is a lifestyle for me. And I delight in it. When people call me to a party, they call me to this and that. I'm like, what is that? It doesn't give me the pleasure of what I am reading. God parted the Red Sea. I don't need to see Mission Impossible. God parted the Red Sea. I mean, come on. The man called the fire from heaven. And it came. How crazy is that? And another one said, if I am a man of God, the fire from heaven will come and consume you. And he, fire came down from heaven, and 50 men were consumed. Wow. I don't need any action movie to entertain me. I have everything, supernatural power of God in the Word of God. And I, I read this. I read this thing. And I take God at His Word. But I have to tell you, there were times in my life I was down. Many times... When I faced persecution, I wanted to crawl and cry and call a friend. And I remember one day, I had like in one day from social media, 200 ugly messages, 200 and more. One after another, hey old lady, hey fat lady, hey this, hey that, nonstop. And I was looking maybe one message to minister to one person to answer. And nonstop. Non-stop persecution in one day. And after I could go so much that my spirit got so hurt, my heart got so hurt, I started just weeping. I started just, wow. Can people be so mean and cruel and so ugly? And I was like, really, oh Lord, I can't believe they say these things about me. I can't believe that. I can't believe they call me fat. I can't believe that they call me old. I, call, I can't believe they call me a grandma, Satan's daughter. Instead of Sister Light, you are the Sister of Dark. I mean, like, just, they invented names for me. And it was in like one thread, you could see it all. And then God said, if you're going to keep crying like a wimp, you better quit now. I was like, you have no mercy on me. You have no compassion on me. Don't you care? <laughs> he said, you sign up for this. It's almost like, and I don't want to minimize it, but someone is signing up for the army and they go and they lose a leg or an arm. You know, and I see people at the airport when I am traveling and I go to them and I thank them. I thank them for what they do for our country. But let me tell you, that is expected. Because man is going to overseas, coming against the kingdom of darkness, because our fight is not against flesh and blood, because there's a demonic powers in those places. And they are losing their lives. But I have to tell you, yes, we cry and we are sorry, but they went for death. They, they, they went to taking the biggest risk to lose their lives. They sign up for that. So... It is, it is the same way God was telling me, you sign up to my army, stop crying like this. I will comfort you, you come to me, but stop complaining and grumbling about the cost of the call of God. And I would like, I was suddenly like, shake it off. And I said, okay, okay, send me 200 more. 
I will. And then he said, you know what? You don't have to read them. I don't read the negative critics. Faith comes through hearing, hearing the word of God. Faith comes through hearing, period. Because the more you read the lies, the more your mind is starting dwelling in those lies. So I don't read them. You know, I, I talked to our follow-up directors from all over the world, from Turkey, from Lebanon, Jordan. I told them, never send me a single negative message. Don't send me anything because I, I, I hear enough. And here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting with verse 7, this is what Paul says. I mean, if anybody suffered for Christ, it is Paul. And this is what he says. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Christ's sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, that is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is so amazing that Paul is saying, yes, I was hit hard. I was hit hard. You know, that reminds me of why I never like to use movies because I don't want to be a stumbling block to anyone, but I believe it is in Rocky IV that I like, that this giant guy, is it in Rocky IV? That he is like this Russian uh, monster that comes and, <laughs> and <laughs> is it? So that, that is, I don't know. My husband says, I can't believe you even cry watching a you know, boxing movie, you cry, you know, when you're watching a cartoon, what, what is this woman? <laughs> what is this with you, woman? And so when he's like so beaten up, and then they are started counting, like I feel myself because I've been there, I've been on the floor, I've been on the ground, I, I know the mud, I am not a, I dress sophisticated, I am not a sophisticated person, I like flip-flops and shorts and PJs, but you know, let me tell you something, I, I am not. I am maybe the Middle Eastern ghetto, but let me tell you something. I know, I know the bottom. I know the floor. I know the prostitution. I hit the bottom before Christ. But then, this is what I like, but God, but God, you are knocked down, but God. Your husband left you, but God. Your children disobey you, but God. Have hope today. Don't give up. Maybe you don't have the education that everybody else has, but God. You know, Peter and other men, they were unschooled in book of Acts, after chapters 3 and 4, when they told the man, silver or gold I do not have, but I, what I have, I give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up. And when they asked him, he said, why are you so surprised that this man started walking or got healed? It is not by our own power that we have done this, but it is in the name of Jesus Christ. This man recovered or restored to health. They knew, but when they look at their speech, they, they recognize that they were unschooled men who just had been with Jesus. How simple is that? They are unschooled men 
and speaking and preaching so boldly and eloquently and fearlessly, not giving up, despite of the opposition. But they were with Jesus. Wow, they were with Jesus. So, so let, me, let me get this right. So I can be Rocky at Rocky Four. I don't have the muscle strength and I don't have the training. I don't have the background. I don't have the knowledge. But if I am just being with Jesus Christ, if I abide in him, he says, abide in me, I abide in you. If you abide in me, you bear much fruit. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. You get to the bottom and you stay there. Apart from him, you cannot get up. You get to the bottom without him, enemy is right there and he's counting you down. 10, 9, 8, 7, and he's going like this. And he, everybody, all the demons from hell are bolting and shooting and they are shouting and they are saying, stay there. Stay there. There's no hope for you. Nothing is going to change tomorrow. And you're gonna, you are stuck there. You stay there. You stay at the down. This is, I want you to understand, when I do deliverance, and when, if you're gonna, you are called to deliverance, you need to be so serious in the business of, the, of God. Because you know what? Even enemy, while I am doing deliverance, says she's never gonna recover from that. And I need to come against that voice to fight for that individual who, who is, I am casting the devils out. She doesn't believe that. I don't believe that. What is the point of we are doing it? Because you know what? There's a force coming against that person. There's a force coming against me. And while enemy is saying that she will never recover, there's no use. You're wasting your time for this individual. Then God comes, but God, and says, you know what? You see that person like this, shooting heroin? You see that person like this, on drugs, and a mess? But I see her or him in his priestly garments. And I don't care how messed up this person is. And I don't care how many legion of demons this guy has. This is what God says, because one drop of blood of Jesus Christ can take care of the armies of Satan. One drop, this is how powerful the blood of Jesus is. And today, I, you know, I am inspired to do this message because there was a lady on Facebook and she said, I have three children and I, she wrote to us, on a comment, not inbox, how private the message is. And she wrote it on Facebook and she said, I just wanna thank you because yesterday I, uh, I wrote my suicide note. I have three children and I was about to kill myself when you gave that message, never give up. And she said, I couldn't, I, I, you know, my phone was breaking and I couldn't hear the entire message, but I just stayed with that and I gave God one more day, one more day. And she says, soon enough, I don't feel the suicidal thoughts anymore. I'm completely delivered. And I was like, wow, you know, sometimes we go so far in our faith or our, our knowledge and all this stuff is good, but now we forget the simplicity of the small things that, that can change people's lives. And she had to only hear that word that don't give up, there's hope for you. Don't give up. There's hope for you. 
And suicide, the thoughts of suicide comes through thoughts of hopelessness. When people cannot believe that tomorrow is going to be a better day, they don't believe that they don't have that kind of faith, then suicide comes. Because if they believe tomorrow is going to be a better day, they don't want to commit suicide. It's hopelessness that comes, and it's demonic. That, oh, what, what is, life is not worth living. It's, not li it's better to die. All these lies of the enemy comes. But today, I came here to tell you, don't give up. But this is about your life that you shouldn't give up. What about your dreams? What about your passion? What about the things that God has planted in you? What about those things? Don't give up. Maybe you are feeling stuck in your career, in your place in the ministry that it is the same old, same old, same old. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Don't give up, but get up and walk. Because faith is most of the time spell risk. And you cannot afford at your age, in your time, to lose 15 more years. I tell people, you cannot afford. Last, uh, in the last weeks, I was meeting this individual for deliverance from drugs and alcohol and all kinds of substance abuse. And one thing I said to her changed the entire course of her deliverance. And she, I said, you cannot afford to lose another 10 years. You cannot. You have to make this right this time. And she was like, whatever. And she was under influence at that time even I was talking to her. She was like, and she walked away. She came back. You see, when she walked away, I didn't give up on her. It's the other thing. It's not all only the messed up. It's the other people that you also minister, that you don't give up on them. So she came back. I was just sitting, waiting. She came back. She said, you are right. I cannot afford to waste my life like this. I said, Dan, you are serious? She's like, yes. I said, Dan, we meet next week. She's like, no, I want, I want to do it now. I want it now. And she gloriously got delivered from drugs and alcohol and all addiction that day. She completely, elderly, got delivered that day. One word, I said, you cannot afford to waste your life. And I want to tell you the same thing. Because if you are keep going to the same place of giving up, coming back, this means there's a demonic force behind your calling. There's something behind it that maybe it's an anger problem, maybe it's you were rejected by your parents, abandonment, something that is like, it has a toll on you. That is, the, the enemy is playing with you. You are going back and forth to that giving up place and listening to the lies of the devil and believing and repeating with your mouth. You are going back and forth and he knows how to play with you. You go to a certain point in your life, you come so close, this close, and you feel in your guts that it's gonna happen, that nothing happens. And you get disappointed. You even stop hoping. You even stop dreaming and you give up. You can give up in so many forms. You can be in a marriage and you can give up. 
You see, there's a difference between surrender and giving up. I always say that. When you surrender, you have peace. You are trusting God. That is healthy. You are not angry. You have peace. But when you give up, you are bitter. You say, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I remember when our daughter was always messing up her room and my husband was getting upset. It was really a terrible, terrible scene to see her room. I mean, it's not like a messed up room. This is like in Turkey we say, if a gypsy takes her donkey in your room, she will lose it there. So this is a saying. I, I just translated to English. So if you can lose a donkey in your room, this is how messed up your room is. So one day, this is my American husband learned from this Turkish saying. He comes and says, look at this. It is like a mountain, literally like clutter after clutter. And she's an artist. I mean, she cuts this, tapes this there, tapes are falling down and glues everywhere. I mean, you walk, you don't even know where you are stepping on. It is just like... It, horror story. I, I don't know what it is. It's like a Second World War in her room. And my husband goes and says, what is this? I give up. He goes, I don't care anymore. A gypsy can lose her donkey in your room. <laughs> and my daughter, like so Americanized, she's like, what? <laughs> and, but this is, that giving up is an angry giving up. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to tell you to clean up your room. You give up. No, I would go and I say, well, let's pray for this child. <laughs> and then in her time, she will fix it. And after two hours, that room would be in the same place that two hours before she could clean up. I don't know how she manages to do that. I, I'm telling you, it's not like, pick, you know, just fix your bed or something. It's not like that. I'm talking about the turmoil and huge mess. She does it. She has a gift in this area. So, and, but it is giving up. So it's not surrendering. So you don't give up on your children. You surrender. You just surrender. And this lady, uh, she came to me a few years ago, and she said, I have a serious problem. And I said, okay, what's new? Nobody comes to me with something that they don't have a problem. <laughs> Does it happen to you? They just, if they call you, they, you have some friends that they only call you when they need help, right? Or they need a prayer. And that's fine with me. And they said, I have a serious problem. I said, oh. And it was one of my tired days. And I, I had, uh, today we are doing several broadcasts, but that day I did six. And I, have no, I had no energy left. So the time, days like this, my husband loves me because I go home and I don't talk. Because I do all the talking here. <laughs> He's like, he always says, I have a very quiet wife. And people are like, what? <laughs> because I don't talk at home. I keep preaching and I get tired of talking. And then, so after a day like this, I am so exhausted that I'm like, and she comes, I have a very serious problem. And I am thinking, oh, Lord, please don't let it be like anything demonic, any manifestation, because I am really tired to deal with any, any of those things. Before I, in my heart, I am really, I really don't want to do it. So don't you feel like there's some, there are days in your life that you are spent. And I, I don't want to pray over this lady. I don't want to. I'm not going to pray over this lady. Go pray. You go pray to your closet. Pray. 
Somebody come and pray over her. I'm not praying. <laughs> Don't you see her? And the Lord was like, trust me. Just trust me. Let me tell you, this lady, she had, she lost two sons. Her two, she buried her two sons. And one of them was 22 years old. The other one was 25 years old. And her daughter, only daughter, only child that left was um, fighting against cancer. And she, could, she didn't sleep for months. And she was tormented. And we, when she told me this, you know, th those are the times you feel like a jerk. <laughs> it was like, she, when she told me this, I said, let's sit down. I, I was so tired. We sat down. And God was only telling me, trust me, don't give up. Don't give up too easily, trust me. Sometimes we put from our flesh so much effort to t make things happen. But God the Father was telling me, I got this. You just need to facilitate. And we sat down. She was weeping and she said, I cannot afford to lose my last child. She's 28 or 29 years old. I can't. She has stage four cancer. I lost everything. I lost my house. I, I've been paying bills. You know, I'm living with a relative, sleeping on the sofa. I just listened to her. And then I hugged her. She just wept and wept and wept and wept. I did nothing. She just needed a shoulder. And I told her, don't give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your daughter. Let's pray, I told her. And we prayed. If there was any tired prayer that I have ever prayed, I, it was that prayer, but I was exhausted. But let me tell you, God honored that prayer that we did together. God gave her daughter back to her. And her daughter went back to work. She went back to work. And torment was gone. We prayed against torment. We prayed against death in the family, spirit of death. We proclaim, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. So whenever there's a, so too many deaths in the family, this is what I do. Jesus said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. We come against this death in the name of Jesus Christ. And that was it. Following week, doctors could not believe that there was not a, even a, sign, not a side effect from the chemotherapy or anything in her body. And the girl's hair started coming back and everything. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable. I just sat down, hugged her, and did a simple prayer. I mean, prayer probably equivalent to you bless your foot. You think that you pray for cancer, you're going to go like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I Jesus. I mean, that's good that when you do that. But I, hadn't, I, I didn't have it in me. I just had in me, Lord, you saw this woman's tears. You saw as a mother, I am a mother, and as a mother, her heartache burying two sons. And Lord, we are praying that this has to stop today. And we are not giving up. In Jesus' name.
Today's broadcast has been brought to you by Ishik Abla Ministries. Ishik is a former abused Muslim woman who was transformed by Jesus Christ. Now she is sharing the good news to Muslims and a revival message to America. To learn more about Ishik, please go to isikabla.com. Again, that's isikabla.com. Please contact us at info at ishikabla.com. Again, that's info at ishikabla.com. Join us for Revival.